Sound. Okay. Obviously, once once uh, you're all sat down, it'll be dead easy to uh, the camera, then. just introduce things. Um. Got a few words. <laughs> Alrighty, let's get this show on the road. Uh, welcome to this new episode of the Liverpool Strength Podcast. Um, I'm Martin Kimberley. I'm joined by James McPhee and uh, the big lad Odin. So if you hear any uh, sniffing or barking, it's uh, it's just James, just uh, clearing his throat. Yeah. Uh, this episode of the podcast uh, is supported by Crosby Coffee. We're going to put a little code in the description to get money off a subscription. It's the best coffee in the game. It keeps us powered for our sessions. Uh, so, yeah, enjoy the show. How's things, James? Not bad. Things are, yeah. It's been a tough, tough training week. Mm. I've, I've scrapped my diet. Stopped cutting down to the 90s. <laughs> I've gone up to the 100s. I think that's a wise choice, especially like how far were you out? So like six weeks or something six like that. Six weeks out, and I was ninety-seven and a half kilos. So, set seven point six kilos to lose. Yeah, yeah, that's like stupid amount, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I did two days of dieting, and I was like, "Nah, scrap this. <laughs> it's not worth it. It's not so worth it." Needed, needed cake. <laughs> Which, like that, to be honest with you, is probably a pretty good jump-off point for some of the things that we wanted to talk about today, um, which is mostly to do with nutrition. Obviously, uh, everyone has to eat. Um, we have to eat to fuel ourselves as humans. Uh, if we're training in the gym, we've obviously got to eat to fuel that. Um, we have to eat to obviously facilitate muscle growth, um, a variety of different things. And obviously we, we always have quite interesting conversations in the gym with people who are dieting, want to lose body fat, want to put weight on, uh, maybe want to get stronger. And so I thought that would be a pretty good jump off point for uh, the main topic of today's podcast. So nutrition, different strategies, some of the bullshit information that you see on the uh, internet some of the stuff that I know you have quite strong feelings about on stuff like TikTok and Instagram. <laughs> so uh, from from the point of view of your training and competing for powerlifting, I know that obviously losing seven kilos in six weeks is a pretty it's a pretty difficult task. So pretty stupid thing to try and do as well, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, that's fine. Nope. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not. No, it's not. Talk us, talk me through why uh, you decided not to do that in the end, and why you just decided to just go into a different weight category instead. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of halfway through a program that's very, very intense. Mm. I was going to the intense block, which is very high volume. So I thought maybe not. Like cutting halfway through is not a wise choice. It's not the most optimal thing in the world. No, yeah, mm. especially obviously I see things like in a competition, it's like first passing comp. So I don't want to go in like underway and not perform well. So I want to go and have a good, good lifts and just sort of get get, get a feel for what passing comps are like. Have fun, qualify yeah. for British Unless and Europeans and all that. 
Yeah, unless mm. you're going to win, like your category, there's no point. I, I feel in, in dieting down. Mm. It, more so like weightlifting, powerlifting, unless you're going to win. What's the point? Just, just have fun. Yeah. Now that that's like something that um, whenever I've coached anyone to like a powerlifting competition, I would always say to them, and it's probably a pretty good sort of starting point. Um, for your first competition, go in whatever weight category you're in when you enter the competition. Don't fucking enter something where you've got to put a load of weight on or where you've got a lot of you've got a lot of weight to lose because competitions, although the the good fun. You don't want to, exactly, you don't want to add an extra stressor in that uh, it's a new experience, so you're going to be performing in front of, obviously, uh, a big warehouse gym full of people, Uh, there's potentially going to be a big crowd in there, Um, you want to get your lifts in, you want to perform well on the day, so having to lose, having to lose weight is just an extra stressor that you don't really need. So when it's your first competition, it's probably not really that beneficial to to be thinking about cutting weight as well as trying to be in like peak shape, especially when it's your when it's your first go. Just think of entering entering the weight category that you're in. <laughs> if you're just just listening to the podcast, that Odin's just started chewing on one of the microphone stands, which is objectively pretty hilarious. Um. Yeah, so just entering whatever uh, weight category you're currently in is always a good idea. And then thinking about something like going six for six in a weightlifting competition or going nine for nine in a powerlifting competition, having fun on the day, figuring out how it works, uh, what you could do better next time, um, what you could do without doing, um, all of those, uh, from certainly from a comp- competitive point of view, all of those are going to put you in a much better position. <laughs> All of those are going to put you in a much better position than having to obviously lose 10 kilos in a relatively short space of time. Yeah, a lot of people think they, like they feel they want to be competitive in, in like the, the lower weight class because they think, oh, if I go in that class, I've got like, I'm giving away this much weight, so I'm going to finish nowhere near the top, whatever, like top half, how many can be in. Watching someone. <laughs> so they feel like they should be at a certain level before they compete anyway. But like, you just, you just try and grow into your category rather than cut down. Well, yeah, yeah. Especially yeah, yeah. when it's like the top, like the elite categories kind of thing. That's very, very true. And um, also, if if like losing weight is something that you want to concentrate on, well, that that can be part of like a powerlifting or weightlifting process um, in that you, you can lose weight alongside your training for that. It's just that competing is stressful, so why add more stress to it when it's your first go? <laughs> like, you could compete maybe three, maybe four times a year. Your first competition doesn't have to be perfect. You can aim to maybe be a little bit lighter in the same category for your second competition and beat your personal bets best that you ended up getting from the first one and then in that third one you could potentially look to either move up or move down a weight category because then at that point you've got the experience of the training uh the competition day uh, and you'll be in a much better place to deal with the competitive side of things than essentially trying to trying to do too much all at once 
um, which is obviously human nature. Um, and that's our job as coaches to try and make people identify those things. So I think it's probably a pretty good thing that you've identified it and gone, maybe this isn't the best idea for me to try and cut seven kilos in yeah. six weeks. Because for anyone to do that, you're probably not going to be in the best possible shape that you could be for that competition. Mm. Yes, yeah, it reminds me like more weightlifting days. I used to be like an 85. What was the next one? Was it like 1994? Because I was an 85 slash 94. Yeah, so most of my comments, some of them I did, did Now I'm more of a 102. To... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like when I went to uni, I was like 76 kilos. I was like, oh, I'll be a 77. Yeah. After Fresh's fortnight, I was 83 kilos. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, there, there goes my, my goals. But then that made me stronger. Mm. Mass moves mass. Absolutely. Well, I'm not, I don't quite like that. Muscle mass moves mass. <laughs> no, that's, that's very, very true. So, um, obviously, competing in the category that you're in now is uh, a great idea. And not, not, not dieting down. Uh, within an inch of your life and basically being weak as piss on the competition day. That's never a good thing in a strength sport. Never a good thing at all. Um, so one of the other things that we wanted to talk about today uh, was some of the things that you see on social media to do with... Um, has he just found a treat? He just crunched something. He's just found something. Hope he's not a bit of the platform. He likes, he likes <laughs> to chew sticks, so <laughs> might find a bit of wood just more on that. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Sorry, I'm just I'm just watching just just see what he does in case he pees or poops. <laughs> this is Odin's first trip to the gym, so are you a little bit nervous about uh, him pissing somewhere? We've only had one dog. Uh, who's ever like uh, pissed or pooed and it was in the old gym before we moved here uh, someone's dog took a great big fucking dump on the turf which was fantastic it's like I'd basically said to them you can pee or or go anywhere preferably outside because obviously you don't want the gym to stink a piss and about 35 minutes into a session dog curled one out on the turf so it's like okay we're gonna need some new turf <laughs> But yeah, there's not been uh, there's not been too many accidents, so hopefully Odin will keep that uh, that streak alive. First dog on the um, the video podcast. Oscar's been made a, a guest appearance on a few. I'm sure he'll be uh, he'll be in in there at some point because he's got quite a few Instagram followers, so he'll get us some uh, some good exposure. <laughs> Odin's got some followers, but I don't post too often. He's getting his nutrition in there as well. Exactly. He's he's on a mega bulk as well. A little snack. Perma bulk. Perma bulk life. Yeah, what just talking about, talking about weight categories and so uh, that's a very good question. Back to <laughs> that's a good question. Uh, some of the stuff that we see on social media to do with nutrition, not maybe not necessarily in relation to like a competition day, because most. Uh, 
most higher level athletes, most athletes in general that have to make a weight category tend to have a slightly better idea of, excuse me, cutting down for competitions, like bulking up for competitions. Usually you're going to know a week or two out from a comp uh, whether you're going to hit your weight category or not um, for those like sort of higher level guys. Um, so just some of the stuff on social media, which is um, obviously a, can be a bit of a cesspit of information. So what are some of the things that you've seen on online that kind of grind your gears? Because I know that we've we've spoken about this in the gym. Which is just mainly the, the, the days of eating, what, what I eat in a day. Like that's got that's not gonna help someone else out. Like ex- expand on that a little bit for uh, people who maybe don't know exactly what you're talking about there. Well, it's just like the their the calories and macros for the day. Everyone's different. Like someone's like, here's what I eat in a day for two thousand calories. So it's sort of same like with meal plans. Mm. Like, I'm not a fan of meal plans. So if you try and copy someone else's diet, you might be way under your calories or way over your calories. Not getting enough protein, fat. It's that kind of thing, and no, no one really cares. Well, I don't care anyway. Yeah, why see right. it? I think that um, that is true. It's uh, it, it comes across to me like a look at me, look at how great I am, look at this fucking avocado on toast that I made. Or like, look how much I can eat, or how yeah, or how little I can eat, and stuff like that. And it's like that doesn't like, like you say, it doesn't really help anyone. And if anything, it can potentially, like the specifically the ones to do with look at how little I can eat, that can potentially lead people in the direction of disordered eating, which can then, as a byproduct of that, end up with eating disorders, which is obviously something that me and you have, have spoken about quite a bit. Yep. Um, because with the cesspit of social media, and things being obviously a bit more readily available. Seeing things like that, like I saw one that was entitled something like 1,200 calories in a day, which, okay, if you've worked out that based on your needs, like your activity levels, what shape you're in now, and the goals and targets that you have, that might be an amount. It's high, it, That might be an amount that gets you the progress that you want to see, it's highly unlikely that 1,200 calories, which is generally something that a toddler should be fucking eating. It's a light snack. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I've seen Odin's diet's probably like just over 3,000 calories. <laughs> <laughs> He's on the permabulk. Yeah. Uh. Chunk. Yeah, I think that um, being wary of where you're taking your information from is only going to be a good thing really um because i don't i wouldn't i wouldn't think that oh a day of my eating is ever going to make anyone go oh i know what i need to do i need to eat that exact way i need to replicate that diet (laughs) or people that sell like meal plans for like two thousand calories two thousand calorie my two thousand calorie meal plan yeah (laughs) (laughs) my 1800 calorie meal plan and like that will be, and this comes back to something I actually posted in the uh, in our members' Facebook group this morning, actually, um, which is the 
the essence of like a principle versus a method. So in terms of like a diet or nutrition, um, a principle can be something like a calorie deficit is what will lead to weight loss, uh, fat loss, uh, and that kind of thing. And a method is how you actually set the diet up. Um, it could be intermittent fasting, could be keto, it could you could even go vegan as a way of like controlling the amount of calories that you take in and that creates the deficit that you want to stick to similarly on the flip side of that another method for the principle of a surplus where you want to increase your weight um you want to increase your your body mass or your weight on the scales um a calorie surplus is the the principle for that um and the methods for those or obviously, it it obviously depends on how you want to set your diet up. As long as the principle is being adhered to, the method doesn't really matter that much. So if your goal is to lose body fat, if your diet is set up as a surplus, then it's not going to happen. So you have to make sure that your principle um, is being adhered to and that the method that you choose to uh, to implement to get you that goal that you want is appropriate. And that's where things like methods like meal plans, that is just a method as a way of <laughs> achieving a principle. Like you can have a meal plan that's set up to be a set amount of calories for a surplus. But if that person's if that person's surplus, if that person's maintenance calories is equal to what the amount of calories on the meal plan is, they're not going to make any progress. Because mm-hmm. if they're just blindly following the meal plan, that's not really going to matter too much. Yeah, that happened to me once. I followed the back in the day. I followed the plan that said that I needed 3,000 calories a day for men to, to build muscle. Yeah. I ended up getting fat. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, me and I was like, my belly's a bit, getting a bit too flabby here. What's going on? Power belly. Yeah, but I wasn't trying for a pallet belly. I was just it just trying to get stronger. Yeah. <laughs> but I think my maintenance then was around twenty, probably like twenty five, twenty six hundred. Mm. So I was like way over. <laughs> Ended up cutting down, but then as I built it back up, I needed more food. Yeah, and it's it en- it ends up it ends up essentially <laughs> he's definitely in a surplus, and he picking up a donut. It's a toy donut, by the way. Um, and you end up just confusing matters, which, are like, something else that I like to explain to people is that dieting is pretty simple for your goal. It's just, but it's not easy because mm. it's not. It's simple, but it's not easy. If you stick to the principles for like eighty percent of the time, so to lose body fat, stick to a calorie. Deficit, they said surplus then, for increasing muscle mass. I wish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for increasing muscle mass, sticking to uh, a surplus. That happened last week as well. Yeah. Um, sticking to a surplus. Um, and in general, making sure that you're... Be comfy there. <laughs> making sure that your, uh, your method that you're choosing matches the principle of the thing that you want to achieve do you have any other thoughts on that about uh, how 
how obviously like maybe social media or the way that people interpret different bits of information, how they can like have an effect on people's outlook on dieting, training, all that kind yeah. of stuff. But there's like the like IFYM, like tremors and their feature macros. Mm. Where people only post like the the junk foods, yeah. Like so, like look look at and people took that as like you keep whatever you want and still get the results. Whereas eighty mm. percent of the time, it's all salad like the, and bloody yeah, chicken, broccoli, rice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like people can want to get a twist and like, and people have just filled the calories with like junk food. But oh no, it's fine. But it's not it's not optimal, is it? Like your performance is gonna be be terrible if you eat. If you eat, like, in quotation marks, junk food, so if you ate Mackey's all day and it worked out you're in a deficit... Yeah, Mackey's hash browns. Yeah, business. The uh, cheesy bacon flatbreads, 298 calories, fucking business. But uh, For a breakfast, fucking business. If you ate those all day, yeah, you would lose weight. And it, But it worked out that as a, a calorie amount, you were in a deficit you would still lose weight. But the uh, the detrimental side of that is that you probably feel like shit. Well, you would feel like shit. And your performance in the gym would be fucking atrocious because you're not getting everything that you need from McDonald's. Mm. Like it's not exactly a nutritionally sound option. Every so often, yeah, fine, go for it. Um, but as like a... A diet to solve all your problems it's not really going to work that well mm, yeah also i'm not a fan of the word diet yeah <laughs> it's hard to uh articulate that though because i think that a lot of people a lot of people see the word diet and they automatically have a, a like a preconception of what that's going to involve like salads like, fucking fruit lettuce health. um yeah, exactly. Health. But Whereas, like, like as soon as I think like diet, you're almost automatically think like, oh, like calorie deficit. Mm. Like, what, what, what can't you have? What, what are you not having? What are you restricting? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's got like an, an end, like an end point. So, like, once you're on a diet, you're off the diet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Like, you go your back and forth. Whereas I like to call it like nutrition. nutrition. Yeah, you set your nutrition up. Yeah. to serve you very well in the long term. Yeah. That's true. That's very, very true. Um, it's kind of like the the whole training versus working out yeah. type thing, isn't it? It's like, it's, it, it's, it's an easy sort of, it's an easy sort of thing to get into where you say, are oh, you working out today? Oh no, I'm going training. <laughs> when like it doesn't really, for me or you, and for a lot of the people that we like coach and the other coaches that, coach here um saying are you working out doesn't doesn't, doesn't really like it just hits a bit different yeah 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 but much of say i'll try training i'm gonna go train yeah, yeah. i'm gonna go train yeah i'm gonna sling some tin i'm <laughs> gonna eat some weight <laughs> try to the guys <laughs> Yeah, no, I think I, I do definitely think it's a it's an interesting topic that there's quite a lot of nonsense information surrounding things, and I think that just because 
just because someone like shares like a day's worth of their eating doesn't necessarily mean that you have to fucking change everything that you're doing. Um, because for the most part, obviously, the simplest answer is is usually the most effective one. If you want to lose weight, eat less than you burn. Simple. Like how many different <laughs> how many different methods are there to that before you how many meth, how many different methods do you want to do and go around the houses before you go do you know what I think is probably a good idea it's probably a good idea to like you know maybe track how much food I'm eating and and see if if that makes a difference because it will I go on over I've got a slow metabolism yeah 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 <laughs> Nicoid's um, not in a calorie deficit as like you thought you were. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, um, it's going to be a fun camera angle. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> we apologise for nothing. Only fans. I have to try and censor that. Odin fans. <laughs> At the goalie Odin on Instagram. You want to give him a follow? Oh, we got a squeak. We got a squeak. But yeah, like, n- nutrition is, in general, a little bit of a minefield. Um, what would be your sort of three practical takeaways? Mm, takeaways. From, uh, for someone who's, one, trying to cut weight, and two, someone who's trying to uh, increase their muscle mass. What, like, three main points? Mm. Obviously, when you're in a deficit, obviously, you don't want to be going too big with deficits. So, I, I always say around like maximum like 10, I prefer going like minus 10% percent, yeah, percent. rather than like 500. Because, mm. say, like your like maintenance is say 2,000 calories and you take away 500, that's a 25% deficit mm. compared to like 10%, which is 1,800. Quick maths right there. But Did you rehearse that answer? <laughs> <laughs> then you run the risk of like losing a lot more muscle mass as well, don't you? Mm. So obviously it's a small deficit in more than like 10%, maybe 15 if it's for a shorter period. Mm. And obviously you want to maybe increase your protein intake. Again, because normally set it around 1.6 to 2 grams per kilo. So you've got higher 2 grams. That'll give you the, you're fuller for, for longer because you're eating less. And third point. Can't think of a third point. Really. <laughs> Train regularly, like yeah, true, yeah. Um, keep, so keep training hard. Completely agree with uh, with everything there. Like ev- everyone's different. Um, everyone's different. What works for one person wouldn't necessarily work for everyone else. Like someone who's on, like you say, someone who's on say two thousand calories. If they went for a five hundred calorie deficit. 500, uh, yeah, 500 calorie deficit, they're going to end up being on, they're going to end up being on 1500 calories, so that's going to feel fucking impossible, whereas like you say, um, 10%, what, uh, 1800, probably a little bit more manageable, Um, as a bit of a counterpoint to that though, there is, like, there is data to show that, uh, uh, for a, a short period of time, to sort of maintain 
lean lean mass um deficits of no more than 500 calories having a bit of a chew on your sleeve there yeah. <laughs> um deficits of no more than 500 calories can be pretty useful to uh essentially like lower lower body fat but also maintain lean muscle tissue so that's a really good sort of general guideline um and obviously people who want to increase lean muscle mass long periods of being in a calorie restricted diet aren't particularly useful really because if you want to build muscle you need to fuel that growth um and so keeping those in mind um keeping those in mind and fig firstly figuring out figuring out what should be a maintenance amount for you so you started chewing on your fist instead of the donut <laughs> figuring out what is gonna be the best numbers for you are obviously gonna work because what works for someone else won't necessarily works for, work for you what works for you won't necessarily work for someone else and so I think keeping those definitely keeping those those things in mind that tracking what you eat whatever um, method you choose to use the method that you choose should fall in line with the principle that you want to achieve so like the fat loss weight loss uh, building muscle uh, adding weight um, all that kind of stuff adding body weight adding body weight um, keeping those in mind and making sure that the method matches the principle and you're not being counterintuitive with that uh, and essentially chasing your tail because you're not going to end up getting anywhere. You'll probably end up getting fucking frustrated more than anything. Um, but yeah, I think that's uh, those are some really good points. Those are some re really, really good points. Uh, there are a lot of different ways to skin a cat, but the best way of preserving lean lean tissue is probably to do some resistance training some resistance exercise um yeah that's good i was gonna say yeah, i would think with nutrition well it's all sort of trial and error like you can do calculations online that put you at these numbers mm. but you can still you can still lose weight on those numbers 100 percent. like calculations i've used they're all our fans are all two or three hundreds like below what i would go for, need yeah. for yeah for, for maintenance anyway. So it just, just takes time. Takes time. Takes experience. Don't chew the wire, dog. Patience <laughs> as well. You gotta like sort of tr trust the process. Mm. A hundred percent. I think that that's something which uh, a lot of people get uh, too... They get too caught up in the short term or the shorter term. Um, outcomes and so rather than like you say trust in that process that the thing that you want is going to happen mm. getting too caught up in short-term weight loss or short-term weight gain, weight gain um, can be an easy trap to fall into um, because at some point your weight loss is going to slow down at some point, your weight gain is going to slow down. And what then? <laughs> like, what are you going to concentrate on when that starts to happen? Um, if you cut your calories within an inch of your life, you're probably going to have a pretty miserable time. One, in life in general, 
and two, you're probably not really going to be able to train and perform as optimally as you could because how did you find for that like two hours that you dieted for? <laughs> how did you find your training sessions that you ended up doing? Those two days, they were a struggle. Yeah. And that's two two days of being in what? Like, what was your deficit there? Was it like a little bit higher than maybe 10%? Because you obviously had... Um, I think, no, I think it was either around 10 or slightly below. Mm. But I find, this is what I found, if I eat low anyway, like the day before, I will feel it the next day. Yeah. Like, I don't know how much of that, that could be psychological, but I'll, I'll certainly feel it. Mm. I just don't do well dieting down. <laughs> I, I, I rarely diet down. Maybe part of that's because of previous, like, dieting issues. Or, like, mm. Maybe it's still sort of subconsciously there, but... Do you want to talk, like, talk through some of those? Can do. Yeah? Well, yeah, it was like when I was first got into the gym, I was 16, I was 105 kilos. So I was a, I was a big boy at 5'8". <laughs> <laughs> and then within... It'll, it'll start from like a New Year's revolution. Revolution? Resolution? Revolution. Yeah. Take over the world. Um, it was to run like a 10K, but we started going to the gym. I started enjoying the gym more. Like, kept going. But I knew nothing about nutrition. You might laugh this, but I used to think chicken was a carb. <laughs> <laughs> How many carbs is this chicken breast? Zero. Cool. Yeah. Zero. <laughs> but yeah, so within about, again, my nutrition didn't change. I just started eating less. Within about, 16, 18 months, I'd lost. I dropped down to like 65 kilos. So I was a lot of weight Like lost. nearly 50 kilos, 40, 45, yeah. something like that. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah a lot. Yeah. I, got, I, wasn't, I wasn't healthy. Mm. I got blood work done, like numbers were all, all off. Uh, that's, that's when I discovered I had Raynaud as well because of the races and like, fingertips were purple, lips were purple. Yeah. <laughs> so like, a fun I, time. Yeah. Yeah. I thought everything I was doing was, was alright. Because obviously I was following sort of like bro science at the time. No, I was doing my own thing, then I found like bro science stuff. Like no carbs after six. Got to hit the anabolic window, protein shake. Mm. <laughs> but I was still like way under eating. Like I was tracking like probably on like 16, 17, 100 calories a day. But I was eating six times a day. Yeah. The broest of bro science. <laughs> yeah. So I wake up at breakfast and like three hours later, have a snack. Three hours later, <laughs> eat again. Three hours, three hours. 6 p.m., no carbs. <laughs> <laughs> he just walked into a bar. <laughs> it wasn't until I discovered sort of if it macros to sort of help me. Mm. So I was like bored like anorexic. Also, maybe a little bit bulimic as well. Mm. Like chewing sweets, spitting them in the bin. Chewing yeah. cake, spitting them in the bin. Yeah. It wasn't until I had that bit of a health scare that sort of made me think, all right, this, this isn't quite right. Yeah. But I reset it, then found sort of late night on Everfitch macros on the like bodybuilding forums. Yeah. Like, how is this possible? Yeah. Yeah. Now, I think that's like, obviously, going back to what we were talking about before, um, obviously. We've we've spoken about that in private, and obviously, like this is like 
out there and so making sure you're obviously comfortable chatting about that is is a is a big thing and i know that you'd already mentioned it that you were but obviously it's it was good the main, to make the main sure reason for me getting into like the pt coaching side mm. of things i was like i don't even make mistakes i did yeah yeah like starving myself eating next to nothing thinking it was it was good and i think that that happened to the ground that is a fucking fantastic um reason can we, can we add a picture yeah yeah <laughs> just picture me looking very skinny that is like a fantastic reason to get into coaching because because especially now with so much like stuff being available at your fingertips like oh look at my day of eating like it's a dangerous fucking territory to be in that was another thing i thought of as well like along with like the days of eating kind of things like people selling like anabolic cookbooks mm. like everything's <laughs> high protein high protein pancakes high protein yeah. oats like everything's snickers got, protein <laughs> bar snickers protein <laughs> bar mars protein bars everything's <laughs> All of a sudden, got like everything's got to be protein, protein muffins. <laughs> but when you when you try, it's just dry. Yeah. Anything. <laughs> if I'm having pancakes, I'm having like f- full fat pancakes, fluffy ones. Yeah. 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 <laughs> don't want the, the, the protein pancakes. No, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that like like say like based off what we were speaking about before about the. The, the fucking cesspit of social media, having that experience to uh, to go through, and obviously come out the other side of it. Because some of the shit that's about now, obviously, like reading forums and stuff like that, when we maybe we were a little bit younger, that's essentially what Instagram and TikTok and stuff like that is now. Like that was what was available then, and so there probably isn't wasn't much. To be like, oh, hang on, maybe what I'm doing here isn't okay. And I think that that's something that we're definitely on a wavelength of. We want to be able to eat as much as fucking possible whilst also making the progress in the direction that we want to go. Because mm. that's like, that's the the aim, especially when you strength train. Like, you want to be fueled. You want to, you, you don't want to be fucking like low on energy. You want to have energy to fucking squat big weights like squat bench deadlift snatch clean and jerk fucking smash big weights um and when you back back then i was training more for the for the physique for the physique yeah 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 Yeah, you you want to have that uh that energy to do those things and the stuff that is predominantly out there like a day of my eating and what like Oh, essentially, the, even though they're the same thing, what I eat in a day, um, those kinds of videos, the, they, they don't fucking address those like major points of, well, this could be, this could be a gateway, like essentially a bit of a gateway into disordered eating, which can then obviously lead on to any eating disorder, which, as we all know, isn't particularly healthy. Um, and is is something which I think the social the fitness industry, uh, especially in social media, has got a lot to fucking answer for because this bullshit information gets perpetuated that super low calories is what you need. Like as long as you're tracking them and you're hitting eleven, twelve hundred, you're fine. And it's like, well, 
that person that's reading that could be could be in a terrible mental space. They could be like six foot five, and that's like that's just enough calories to get one of their legs moving, <laughs> type yeah. of thing. So yeah, I, th- I think that that's a <laughs> that's a great uh, example of how how it can be easy to fall into into those things without particularly realizing that what you're doing might not necessarily be the most optimal thing for, for your body. Sorry, you just tune, tune the platform there. Tune the platform. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> That's the most aggressive I've ever heard you. <laughs> I gave him a knuckle sarny. <laughs> also, like people sometimes, maybe not so much now, I haven't seen it as much, but it's almost like competition to see who can have the lowest calories mm. and like how, how hard they can grind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like it was like 5 a.m. fasted cardio sessions. Fasted cardio is like the biggest fucking waste of time. The only time that's really applicable, really, in a very, very particular set of circumstances is if you're hungover uh, and you want to get rid of your hangover, like go for a fasted walk, <laughs> have a coffee, have a black coffee and go for a walk and that'll get rid of your hangover. Uh, my hangover session was always 10 by 3 deadlifts. <laughs> <laughs> and then some bench. <laughs> Good way to get rid of the hangover. Getting a sweat on when you're hungover is uh, like the getting over the initial fucking "I want to spew" type thing is a good idea. Uh, is is like the biggest challenge, but doing something physical is always going to help because you can either sit in your pit and feel sorry for yourself for another couple of hours, or you can get moving and and get something done. You got anything else you want to add? Because I think that's a pretty good place to uh, to wrap up. Uh, no, no more questions, Your Honor. Uh, not that I can think of. We should probably start planning these out a little bit better, really, shouldn't we? Probably. <laughs> I like topic and segments. And yeah. <laughs> For next week, we'll have. Uh, what I tell you what we'll do. We'll post something on the. Uh, the gym's Instagram or the gymstagram. See what I've done there. Um, and find out what topics you would like us to cover. Um, and yeah, we'll we'll get that sorted for next week. Um, there'll be a code and a link to get yourself some Crosby coffee in the description. Uh, and yeah, we'll see you next time. See you later, guys. Peace.